At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. All rise. Welcome to the Cyber Law and Business Report. Get the top story on the hot-button Internet legal topics of the day. This is your home for the latest on Internet law and policy. Hear the latest net trends impacting business and have your questions answered right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report. Now, please welcome your host, the founder of the Internet Law Center, Bennett Kelly. Good morning. This is Bennett Kelly from the Internet Law Center in Santa Monica. Thank you for joining us on this solemn day. Um, December 7th, a day that will live in infamy, one that changed the nation forever as we um, entered into a world war and came out a global superpower. So um, the, it's hard to imagine the world differently, how it would be had there not been a Pearl Harbor. But um, to all those who, um, were, um, who served in World War II, um, my, my father among them, and to... Um, all the, the many veterans who are still with us, we lose about 700 or 800 World War II veterans a day. I think the average age of a World War II veteran today is 86. Um, you know, we thank you for your service. Um, you were um, courageous at a time when the country needed um, needed courage, and you stood up, and um, we, thank you, we thank you for everything you've done. So um, today we're going to be talking about um, a, some, a number of developments in, in cyber law and business. Um, the most notable is the Pennsylvania's adoption of the um, Amazon tax via press release. And um, we're going to talk about that. We have Rebecca Madigan um, once again um, from the Performance Marketing Alliance. And... Um, she will um, give us some more details on that. Um, we're also going to be talking about a rather unique story um, in Ireland. Um, there is a town called Effin Ireland, and um, that Facebook seems to um, have a problem with. And then we'll, um, we're going to talk a little bit about Right Haven. Um, is there a Hollywood ending in Right Haven's future? And, um, and then lastly, we'll close a little bit with talking about the possibility of whether um, there could be a cyber Pearl Harbor, if time allows. 
But um, Rebecca, are you with us? I am. Thanks, Bennett. Thank you for joining us once again. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Right. We, we have no you know, shortage of things to talk about with the sales tax situation around the country, unfortunately. You know, I was, I was, you know, it's funny. My my memory of how um, the world operated was is, you know, I think about this, you know, the Schoolhouse Rock series, um, which you know probably shows her <laughs> my age, and uh, I just remember the, the the thing about how a bill becomes a law. And something <laughs> That's about right. I remember that. Committee and um, and then um, actually being voted on and and signed by a governor, um, but apparently that doesn't apply in Pennsylvania. So. <laughs> Um, apparently, they've reinterpreted their law to say it always meant that they, um, they had the ability to tax um, online sales um, remotely, even though the Supreme Court had said they didn't. And so I, I calculated um, from 1999 to um, – actually, 1992 to um, 2009, um, Pennsylvania probably would have accounted for about um, – Two hundred and twelve um, billion dollars in online sales total, and so for some reason they let two hundred twelve billion dollars in online sales go untouched um, for all that time. But now all of a sudden they've decided that they've always had that authority and have implemented a press release telling people that. Um, what's your reaction? Well, you know we were pretty shocked. Um- we there there was a fact finding hearing a couple of months ago in Pennsylvania in Harrisburg, and one of our our members, an affiliate who's actually on the board of directors for the PMA, he attended and at the hearing and testified, and as did a number of our our, our alliance coalition members, and um, uh, we we figured there would be legislation that would be introduced at the beginning of the year. We kind of expected it. We did not see this coming and and none of the lobbyists i believe that were working at uh working the issue um saw it coming either um i spoke to an attorney based in pennsylvania and she said they started hearing rumblings about a a week ago but uh they um uh, were were kind of surprised as well that uh that this that took this course and i understand the governor was all supportive of it he thinks it's a great idea then they don't have to pass legislation and, and and so and so, what's next? Uh, you know, why, you know, why even assemble Harrisburg? You know, let let them just stay stay at home, and the governor can just do as he pleases. Seriously, I, 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 the precedence is is just frightening to me. Although North Carolina did the same thing, North Carolina actually passed an affiliate nexus tax law, and they saw all these out-of-state retailers just stop advertising on uh, in North Carolina with, with North Carolina affiliates to avoid having to collect sales tax. They didn't register a single new retailer as a result of passing the law, and they were angry. So their Department of Revenue Services said, hey, wait a minute, we have this older statute. We'll just reinterpret that and go after these out-of-state retailers. Now, what they've, what they've attracted instead are a bunch of lawsuits. Um, They sent out audit notices to a bunch of of online retailers, and many of them have sued. And Amazon uh, was was the most visible, I think, and the most well-known. Amazon won. They they said, asking us for our uh, customer information so you can audit it is violation of privacy. And so they won based on that. So I don't know if Pennsylvania, if that's the same option, or uh, if the law is different there. Well, I at least give the Tar Heel State credit for actually making the um, – going through the burden of actually passing a law first and then trying to twist the, the law to say 
that it it, it really was just a clarific, clarification of an existing law. And yeah. um, I actually dealt with the Department of Revenue in uh, North Carolina, and I had a. Um, they were making the argument to me that said, "Well, this is just really this is no big deal. All we did was clarify existing law." And so I pointed to them, but there was a press release from the Department of Revenue that said, um, "You know, major tax law changes of 2000. What was it? Nine." Yeah, and, and, uh, and I said, you know, that that would seem to be inconsistent with the notion that this is just a clarification of existing law. That usually <laughs> is included as a, a major um, tax law. And um, but you know, that's you know, they, that's that's what they tried and unsuccessfully. But they had they had actually, I got phone calls for a client, and they have auditors you know, all across the country. And um, they said, yeah, we can come in tomorrow if you want and audit. And I said, that's, I'm sure you, I'm sure you'd like that, but it's not going to happen. Um, so, what's what? You know, has there any initial strategy for what to do in Pennsylvania in response? Well, uh, not yet because we're not sure what the recourse is. Um, you know, speaking to a couple of attorneys based in Pennsylvania, the recourse may be very similar to what it was in North Carolina, which is simply the only entity that can probably file suit would be a, a merchant, an out-of-state retailer who gets an audit notice and does not want, does not feel that they should comply or have to comply. So I think that could—that's the problem with this. There's no. What do we lobby against? What do we? What does grassroots fight against? What do legislators do? There's nothing they can do. It's an existing law. It's a. You know, I, I guess we could try to repeat. This existing law, um, but, but and and you know, in, in terms of any litigious uh, reaction, there's certainly nothing um, that so far that the Performance Marketing Association has identified that we could do. Not that we could actually, you know, we're 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 a we're a trade association that represents 200,000 small businesses, so it's not like we have these deep pocket where we can just start suing whenever one of these things comes up because if we could we would have <laughs> we only right. have the you're, one you're, lawsuit you're, in illinois yeah you're more well you leverage your your capability to bring attention <laughs> to the issues yeah um, but you know you know there's nine thousand affiliate marketers in pennsylvania and out-of-state retailers already started to terminate those advertiser agreements which you know if, for for your audience, you, they might not realize Q4. This is Q4. This is peak holiday season. Yes. Affiliate marketers make more money in Q4 than they make the rest of the year. So this is a horrendous way for these businesses to wrap up the the busy. And and this is a this is a you know Cyber Monday and Black Friday statistics are phenomenal. The results are phenomenal. That that finally this is an indication that the economy is recovering and the state comes along. Pennsylvania passes this law, and we you know we see it in other states. Um, when these laws have passed, on average, these businesses lose twenty-five to thirty-five percent of their income. And I don't—I don't know about you, but I—you know—just imagine losing your, a third of your income. That's—that's that's devastating. And in, um, we did a survey in California, and thirty-five percent of affiliates lost over half their income when this, a similar law passed. So this is this is a tipping point. These these guys will have to move out of state, they'll have to lay off employees or they'll have to shut their doors and go look for, go on the unemployment line. You know, it's just a horrendous timing on this. Now, um what has been in the politics of it in Pennsylvania? Has there been a reaction um you know in in response or um, is is Governor Corbett in a, in a sound position to make this? Governor Corbett is fully behind the Department of Revenue, and um, we have spoken to. I've personally spoken to a couple of legislators who are upset, but then Governor Corbett's perspective is, of course, they're upset. We just did their job for them. So, you know, I think this is one of those, you know, political 
situations that is uh, um, us versus them or power play. One, you know, the the various offices of, of judicial leg- legislation in the three houses, executive and and legislative branches, fighting over each other. And I'm I'm, I'm guessing the judicial branch will get involved here too if there are some lawsuits. So um, I think it's just right now it's it's taken so many people by surprise and and Bennett you said it beautifully and your article and on your blog was just beautiful <laughs> but you know lawmaking by press release that's insane it it, it just shocked me and um yeah and the timing of it nonetheless i mean to actually yeah. um to basically cripple small businesses right during the season you know yeah. their peak season um it it's just it's astounding and um and the whole notion, I mean, you know, Governor Corbett, I'm sure he's, he's for limited government um, and, and to actually just have fiat by and change the total landscape of e-commerce in Pennsylvania is, is outrageous. Well, and, the, and that's the, um, you know, he's saying this is helping small business. He's doing this to help small business. And that's what's just really so, so devastating. So, you know, I, you know. Let me, let me address one of the questions in the um in the chat room, actually, there's two. Um, the first is no, I'm not wearing slippers. Um, and the se- <laughs> I'm barefoot. Does that? <laughs> I live in Southern California. <laughs> and, and the and and the second it relates to the dormant commerce clause. And let's just back up and put this in, in context. The reason why states can't tax or have been have been frustrated in their efforts to tax um, out of state sales, whether it's by mail order or by internet. Um, relates to a Supreme Court decision in, in a case called Quill versus North Dakota. Um, you know, something famous had to happen in North Dakota, and this was it. <laughs> and um, so, um, basically, the Supreme Court addressed the issue of whether or not a state could tax from two perspectives. One was the due process clause: whether it was reasonable for a company to expect to be subject to the jurisdiction of a foreign state. And um, and the other was was called the dormant commerce clause is whether or not a state can you know, um, enact something that would have an adverse impact on um, interstate commerce and you know there are certain um, rules and analysis from that and so the Supreme Court decision in Quill is somewhat of a blended decision that incorporates both the due process clause and the Duke, uh, the um, the interstate commerce clause to come up with a bright line rule, something that would be easy to follow and easy to implement. And the bright round, uh, <laughs> and, and he also did hooked on phonics too. The, uh, and, and the and the bright line rule is that if you're not don't have a physical presence in the state, um, it's not constitutional to tax that per, that, that company for um, sales made into that state. And so that's what's been followed. And so all this went smoothly until the state of New York decided and said, let's reinterpret what it means to have a physical presence in the state. If you have affiliates who are getting commissions for sales made to your website, then, well, that those affiliates are in-state, and so therefore you're, you're doing business through them. You now have a physical presence in the state, and all of a sudden the Amazon tax wars began. Is that more anything you want to add on that, Rebecca? 
Yeah, I would just say I just want to clarify what an affiliate is. It's it's simply uh, because they aren't they aren't selling anything. They simply are website publishers that that make money from the ads they run on the on the website. And if people click through those ads and make a purchase, those ads get paid for, and they get paid for on a percentage of the sale. It's it's a super effective way of advertising. But these affiliate marketers they they have no idea who these customers are. They aren't soliciting. They aren't, which which would fall under sort of this definition of of you know. Uh, actually establishing nexus they aren't selling anything they're just they're, these are just ads that people click on and you know you have thousands or millions of people visiting your website you have no idea where they're coming from these website owners have no idea who these people are <laughs> so it's right. really you know it's a real stretch and um you know as a lawyer i've always hated the term affiliate um, yeah. because you know it, affiliate has legal meaning that isn't necessarily appropriate in this case but you know it seems it's it's one of those things you can't fight and you know i know we can't, and it's in it's in so much legislation that we just can't, you know, right. we can't ignore it. But but you you know there was an article one of the one of those staffers or or spokespersons for uh, the Department of Revenue in Pennsylvania said they were going after all advertising, even newspaper advertising. So really? that really is quite you know a stretch because newspaper advertising isn't you know there's that there's that kind of dual dual criteria that that is is still being debated what creates nexus is it the fact that um an ad is facing a pennsylvania citizen and is being clicked on or is nexus um the fact that the affiliate marketer gets paid a commission and i think you know those which which is the nexus point and and what what this person was saying is that it is it is actually the ad being viewed that creates nexus not the payment structure so, but that's that's really a violation of Quill. Quill is very specific that advertising does not equal nexus. So I don't, right. you know, good luck with that. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think you know basically this could be an event, a windfall for uh, lawyers in in, in Harrisburg. Um, but um, you know, it's just it's just an incredible um, event. And um, what what is other than you know. You know, my my kind of lashing out of them. What has been some of the other responses you've seen from people in the industry to the to the announcement? Well, we've seen we saw retailers start to terminate affiliates immediately, and that's actually how I found out about it. I got an email from a, a Pennsylvania-based affiliate saying this particular retailer terminated them, and I thought it was being I thought they were just being overly cautious, and it turns out they had gotten this this memo uh they had seen the memo before we had seen the memo which is you know horrific and 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 uh we all of all of we we're part of a coalition of lobbyists and public policy folks that look at uh everything and and so we were really everybody was caught off guard the other thing is that i hear that they're going to offer an amnesty program so 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 what what this Department of Revenue is saying is register by February 2012 or we're going to come after you and we can get you with back taxes. So they're offering an amnesty uh, solution just like North Carolina. Start registering now going forward and we won't hold you responsible for back tax collection. And so I think that's, you know, I, I've talked to some merchants who faced that in North Carolina and they said it's cheaper for us to sue than to be caught with back taxes. So it'll be interesting. You know, I, I've heard the Department of Revenue is super confident they can get away with this. They don't care about the federal solution. They don't care about Amazon. There was some some inkling that maybe they were doing this to get Amazon to start collecting. They don't care about that. They think they have a winner. Um. <laughs> 
<laughs> there's a there's a comment from the chat room that sounds like they're bringing back the Stamp Act, and you know that's what's amazing. You know the um, you know and the Stamp Act obviously relates to um, the uh, what the the original Boston Tea Party was protesting, and um, and so I mean that's. This it's just so antithetical to our history, and to happen in a place like Pennsylvania, you know, the kind of what's often known as the cradle of liberty, with the Liberty Bell, and it's where <laughs> a Declaration of Independence was signed, and um, it's it's just astounding, and so astounding um, that we're gonna have to take a break right now, um, and we'll be back after these messages. Stay tuned for more of the Cyber Law and Business Report after this brief recess for our sponsors. In 500 yards, CPA Way will be on your right. You have reached your destination. On the interstate of internet marketing, CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, CPA Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety, offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at CPAWay.com. As you know, being an expert at f- What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level the language of course we're talking about managing facebook ads on aquizio oh buy track manage optimize and report on media across all major ad networks visit aquizio.com to get a demo today aquizio search social display one platform looking for a white label seo and social platform for your clients think ebrand Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Hi, I'm Bas van den Belt. And Roy Oeschus. And we are from State of Search on WebmasterRadio.fm. And we are wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. From all of us to all of you, WebmasterRadio.fm. Wishing you happy holidays and a prosperous new year. The best gavel-to-gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report, only on webmasterradio.fm. And we're back. Um, Thank you for joining us. We still have uh, Rebecca Madigan with us. And um, Rebecca was recently in Washington. And where um, one of the topics being discussed these days is a federal solution to the whole Amazon tax um, issue. And um, and one apparently there is a movement for a bill known as the Main Street Fairness Tax Act. And um, 
it has some support among um, the Democrats, particularly um, the um, deputy majority leader in the Senate, um, Dick Durbin, who's number two Democrat in the Senate, is one of the sponsors. Um, what have you learned about that, um, Rebecca? Well, actually, there are there are a few more bills. In, in recent weeks, there have been an emergence of, of, of some new bills that are actually getting a broad-based support. Lots of Republicans are signing on. Durbin has actually uh, modified the bill um, to uh, – to accommodate a lot of the the conservative needs. So <clears throat> let me just let me just start out by saying cuz this 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 is a little bit I think it's a little bit controversial. I think people in in e-commerce um are split on this. Um you know, from my vantage point, so we've been fighting uh this at the state level uh since 2008 and it has been a hell of a fight and it's passed now in eight states. It's it's beaten back in another 20 some states we we've had over 55 grassroots campaigns that we've waged over the past four years so um it's brutal and 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 the pma my organization has been front and center in all of this um but you know on the one side we had affiliates and we were aligned with amazon we were aligned with aol google yahoo a lot of big companies agreed this was a bad idea overstock and then on the other side we had the brick and mortar merchants the big box retailers pushing very hard the walmart's best buy costco you name it and they were working through the retail associations uh, rila and and nrf are the two big retail associations and walmart was spending millions of dollars i heard they spent 11 million dollars last year to to push against and support these, these state level decisions. So what happened, and I I think it's important to go through a little bit of the history so that it make the, it puts into context where we are today. Um, uh, what happened, you know, in California was, was kind of famous. Um, and it actually made this, the daily show on Monday, there was a skit about it, which was the Amazon referendum. The law passed here in California and Amazon famously initiated a referendum. And in California, if you can get 500,000 people to sign onto a petition, you can get a bill put back on the ballot and the voters can vote on it. And so Amazon, you know, launched that process. We were actually quite involved. I was on the executive committee of the referendum uh, campaign and um, taking everybody in the industry by total surprise at the 11th hour, Amazon cut a deal with California and said, we will start collecting sales tax in California starting in 2000 and I'm thinking 12 or 13. And um, because Amazon is going to build a bunch of distribution centers here, they're, they're really focused on same day delivery, local delivery. And it it became obvious they can't get away with avoiding collection of sales tax if they have real physical presence here. And that, and, and, and what Amazon said is, you know, we will start doing this around the country. We support a federal solution. And, and really what they're saying is we know it's inevitable Amazon's going to have to start collecting sales tax. So we want all our competitors to have to collect sales tax. And they have really, you know, launched on a big effort uh, to, to support a federal solution. So now they're on the same side as Walmart and all the big box retailers. And I think everyone else, all the big e-commerce companies are are reluctantly saying, Okay, yes, we recognize things are going to have to change, 
we're going to have to start collecting sales tax online. And um, what really I, I think has been a shift, the PMA has recently come out in support of two of the federal solutions out there. And they have different, slightly different names. One is called the Marketplace Equity Act, and one is called the Marketplace Fairness Act. And really, one is a House bill, one is, is a modified version of the Senator Durbin bill. Um, they're not only just ratifying Streamlined. So Streamlined is, is a, a, a multi-state compact that has 24 states signed on. And they, these states have agreed to simplify sales tax collection. They're, they're going to have the same rates for the same bases across all 24 states. And that's gotten a lot of pushback. It's taken a long time. It violates you know, principles of federalism. The, it's taking control of sales tax away from the states themselves. Well, uh, the new Durbin bill and the new Womack bill, the, it's, it's uh, Congressman Womack from Arkansas is the main sponsor of the House bill. They have what I'm calling a no nexus concept. It simply says out-of-state retailers can compel, I'm sorry, states can compel out-of-state retailers to collect their sales tax, period. States don't have to make any changes or simplifications to their existing policy. It simply preserves what they have in place. It preserves federalism. It allows states to still control their revenue and set the rates of their revenue collection. And this is the thing that got Republicans on board. So this is the, these are the, the, that's the concept, the primary concept that's going to get a lot of attention and gaining momentum. There is, there is another element, which is a small business exemption. And that's where the debate is. Amazon has agreed they they would support an, uh, exempting small retailers that are that earn less than five hundred thousand dollars a year. eBay has said we we want that threshold to be thirty million dollars a year. So you know they're really close. Yeah, they're really, you know, what's yeah. a few numbers here and there? Yeah, a couple zeros. You know, so that's where the war is waging. You have the you know you have Amazon and the big box retailers on one side. You have eBay and Overstock and the and the small online retailers on the other side, and so. Um, uh, but, but that, that main concept of, of that no nexus concept is the thing that has got tremendous bipartisan support. States, states are getting behind that piece. And, and so it, be, it, it seems, um, odd to think that in this climate, a, a tax legislation could actually get through Congress. Well, that's the, so that's the thing that I think that's going to be the political challenge, but he, here's the reality is that. As you know, and I'm sure your listeners know quite well, this is not a new tax. This is just a change in collection. Per tax law in in almost every state, it's the consumer that actually owes the tax. And and a state can require an out-of-state retailer to collect it on behalf of the consumer if that business has nexus in the state. This is just saying nexus doesn't matter. We're still going to – we're going to obligate out-of-state retailers to collect it on our behalf, period. Um, Consumers – should be reporting that, you know, on their income tax. Of course they don't. And in, and in Texas, where there is no personal income tax, there's no way for them to report it. There's no vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> like, unless I guess they could drive to Austin and go to the Department of Revenue. Hi, we're here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, the one thing to keep in mind, though, is that, I mean, you think, think of how long it, it took you just to explain that it's not a tax um, <laughs> versus – and he voted for the Amazon tax, yeah. you know, vote for Joe's opponent in 2012. I mean, basically, you know, it's, it's easy for an attack ad. 
And you know, um, you know, the problem with those any issue with nuance is it's very hard to uh, deal with in response to attack ad. Yeah, exactly. And 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 I think that's going to be the the political challenge. I actually coming into this, I, I was in Washington a few weeks ago for us. The small, the house small business caucus had a panel on this. And then I was here last Wednesday. I was there last Wednesday. The house judiciary committee met on it for a panel discussion. And, um, uh, I really, at the time, three weeks ago when, when the, when this small business caucus was going on, the, the challenge was getting Republican support. Now there's broad Republican support. Republicans are signing on like crazy. Again, it's it's not election year yet. It's next year. So what's going to happen? And I, I I think I think where 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 we step in is that this we have to make sure Congress and knows that this is an issue that has damaged small businesses. There are seventy thousand affiliate marketers that were wiped virtually wiped out in the, at, with the state level affiliate nexus taxes and those states are going to continue to introduce them this year i think and and i've heard from the walmart lobbyists that they're going to continue to push this at the state level because they want to put pressure on congress to act and so you know we're desperate for this to happen i think the speaking to to various legislators they really they really want to help small business and they think this is a way that they can they could certainly help small business and help states at the same time it's just will you know will the spin get out of control so who is opposing the bill? Well, that's interesting. Um, uh, so the, the, you know, eBay and Overstock were at this panel discussion and they're opposing the bill on the, uh, for, over the small, well, let me clarify. eBay is opposing the bill over the small business threshold, but they conceptually support the concept of, you know, collecting tax online. Overstock is opposing um, the bill based on the burden to retailers. They're they want uh, to add a, a, a clause in there that says um, that that there there can be these certified solution providers that will indemnify out of state retailers if the if the tax is actually ac- accidentally collected uh, or calculated incorrectly. Um, so, but they but again they fundamentally support or reluctantly support the uh, this, the, the the concept of collection online. The small retailers aren't being that are going to be hurt the most aren't really being represented by anybody. And, and I've said this, you know, uh, for a long time, you know, the, the, the folks that are going to win this or, or control this debate are the big retailers. The small retailers aren't organized. We have very few small retailers that are members of our organization. Um, the really small retailers don't advertise online, so it doesn't make sense for, our, for them to be part of our association. But the, but the mid-tier retailers, they're going to have to start collecting, and, and they're, they don't have a voice in this. So... Um, there's, you know, there's, there's an the old proverb. There's an old proverb that um, when elephants dance, the grass is nervous, and, <laughs> um, and, and, yes. and that and that's what you know, you have. You have this battle with Walmart and Amazon and eBay, and um, you know, and, and you guys are the grass. Yeah, yeah. And, Tell me about it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm just waiting. I am just waiting. So to, for, for us to get in the middle again, because we've been in the middle of this battle all along. So that, that's why we're staying away from any position on the small business threshold or any of this indemnification, solution provider indemnification, because I just do not want – that is the pissing match, forgive me, between, right. between the big guys. And, and you, know what's, you know what's interesting too to note, um, you know who's been very quiet about this is Grover Norquist. 
because and and you know he's been famously making a stink about Republicans abandoning their no tax pledge. Right. He he is really uncomfortable right now. This is not a new tax, so he can't really come out and oppose it. But what he's about concept? Been, you know, kind it, of philosophically, is 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 he against it, or he just he just can't say one way or the other? I I've heard his uh, state policy director testify at hearings, and he has said we are not opposed to citizens having to pay their use tax. And you know Grover Norquist himself, I think it was his sixty minutes interview that I caught a couple of weeks ago. He said shirking your your responsibility for paying the existing taxes that in, are in place is not a solution does not lower your tax rate that is not what we're advocating we're advocating no new taxes so i think you know i think this is one of those things that you know by the letter of the law they're going to have to uh stay neutral on they can't possibly oppose it so i think that may give republicans some political cover to go go ahead with this Right, because I think that's the fear that you know they do this, and all of a sudden they're on a, a Grover Norquist or a Grover Norquist esque. Oh, that's hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> type list, and um, and so I mean, and that's why they might be shy about it. Yeah. Um, who's um? So if, if people want to get involved on this issue, who who are the point people to contact? Well, for us, we have a website that we are gathering signatures now, and we will. This is for people who support federal sales tax reform. And let, let me just be clear. I don't think I was really clear. The PMA has decided to support this federal solution. And these are these no nexus tax bills. And, and I say that because <coughs> in a very fundamental way, because I assume they're going to morph and, and, and this, these concepts are going to get attached to other bills as we go forward uh, uh-huh. through, the, through the congressional legislative session. Um, so uh, we are, we, it is the only way to get affiliate marketers out of this. They're, they're the state-by-state state level, uh, the states are going to continue to try and pass these. Uh, we're going to continue to try and fight these, but we need these to go away. We need a performance advertising to not be the victim of the sales tax debate, and that's all it is. And so we are wholeheartedly supporting these federal solutions. And we have a website called getbackinbusiness.org. And you can you can um, complete uh, fill out the form, and then we'll get back in touch with you as we try to figure out. We're still trying to figure out the lay of the land. DC is so daunting, and um, what we don't know is is inconceivable to us right now. <laughs> At the state level, I kind of got to the point where I knew what I didn't know. Now I don't even know what I don't know. So um, it's, you know, how we're going to play at that level is going to be extremely challenging. But we believe our, our representing small businesses is really going to be critical to this fight. So if people want to support us, get back in business.org. Thank you. I, I was, it's funny, I always thought the states were harder. I mean, maybe because I used to be in DC, but I just felt that I, I understood, I understood the players. But that the states, it's um, if you're if you're from out of state, it's just so hard, and um, there's limited information, and and they can just move things quickly without you knowing, and so that's the problem I always had at the state level. Well, I had that too. Although I only have you know we've only ever worried about one issue, so I know that the, you know every issue that that is being discussed, there are always always ten or twenty or fifty issues behind it. But this is this is. Even more so. I mean, we're 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 when you're involved in in one tax at a state level, we're we've been thrown into the into the major leagues now. This is this is going to be part of entire tax reform debate, and and the big guys have so many lobbyists that they in, 
that they're spending on in, in D.C. that they never spent at the state level. So I always knew who our allies were. Now I'm not oh, sure our, who our yeah. allies are. And they are so juiced up with, with lobbyists that um, you, you know, yeah, it's really it's hard to figure out. It's Gucci Gulch. Um, <laughs> is the is the phrase it's um, for the hallway i forget whether it's outside the ways and means committee or outside the, which is the tax committee in the house or outside the finance committee for where all the lobbyists line up waiting for the hearings um so yeah, um, they're the winners in all this and the only winners <laughs> so um we're going to take a short break um and we'll be back after these messages Stay tuned for more of the Cyber Law and Business Report after this brief recess for our sponsors. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes... Link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2012 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2012. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry today into the Web Marketing Association's 2012 IAC Awards. Go! to www.iacaward.org now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Hi there, this is Victor Pitts. I'm the host of Domain Masters, and I want to wish you each a very happy holiday. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and again, may you each be the master of your domain. From all of us to all of you, WebmasterRadio.fm, wishing you happy holidays and a prosperous new year. The best gavel-to-gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report. Only on webmasterradio.fm. And we're back. This is Bennett Kelly, and I want to thank Rebecca Madigan for joining us. As always, it's a pleasure. Um, and I, as I always say, she's done an amazing job um, of organizing an unorganized um, industry. 
Um, this is you know the first really effort of the affiliate industry to actually organize and get politically active, and she's had a great impact um, both in terms of you know, getting the group together and actually having results and gaining respect in the state capitals across the country, and I'm sure she'll have the same effect in Washington. Now, this is a good time to, th- um, to ha- add one point. Um, Congress will be recessing soon for the holidays, and your state legislatures mostly are in recess at the moment as well. Um, in the you know the slow months of December and early January, this is a good time to actually introduce yourself to your state you know to your state representatives or your congressional representatives. Um, go to one of their town halls or wherever, and just you know introduce yourselves and say this is who I am. This is my business. These are some issues that concern me. Because um, one thing I always hear from people on Capitol Hill is. Uh, you know, they hate it when they get a phone call from someone, you know, an hour before a vote saying, you know, it's really important that you not vote this way um, when they like it better as a dialogue. They want to understand who you are and why it is as important that they not vote that way. And um, I always tell people, um, look at your member of Congress, look at your state legislator. If you think he's smart, great. Um, but if you're not communicating with him, you know, that person may be setting your business plan um, indirectly. And so um, rather than entrust that person with your business plan, why not entrust that person with the time to visit or talk to or communicate in some way and just let them know that you're out there? Um, a lot of people, you know, they operate based on the information they have. And so if they don't have information about you know, the affiliates in their space or whatever industry you may be in, um, they, they may act um, adverse to your interests without even intending to. So um, it's always good just to, you know, it doesn't take long. They're very receptive. Just say, I want to introduce myself and I want to um, just explain these are what I'm, this is what I'm doing. And, um, and these are the issues that concern me. And um, so any event, um, take this time. It's a slow time for all concerned. And um, if you can do it, do it um, because it, it takes um, – you know, basically, they only operate with the information that's supplied to them. And if you're not supplying with uh, any information, then they're going to they're going to make decisions without you. Um, so, um, moving on from the, that important issue to something uh, uh, slightly different, um, there once was a lady from Effen. Um, it's, it sounds like the start of a limerick, um, and actually, um, Effen in, turns out is a town in Ireland near um, Limerick, <laughs> and there's a woman who's trying to establish a Facebook group but has become a, you know, for her town but has run into an obstacle, and that is Facebook thinks effing is inf- offensive. Um, and so it's caused worldwide um, um, attention to this small Irish town of effing, and um, it's unclear to what extent this is uh, actually true um, or whether it, you know, it's just going through Facebook bureaucracy. But um, you know, as of now, um, there, there is a, an issue of Effin being recognized as an official um, Facebook town and Facebook group. Um, and um, I, I'd love to, if any listeners have any other towns you think that actually really exist that might, be, uh, might also be a Facebook problem, it would be interesting to learn. You know, is, there, is there a friggin' North Carolina? Or <laughs> and so um, it's, a, it's a, a perfect story. I'm sure, I'm sure the Daily Show is going to have fun with this one. But, Brasco, um, what do you think of Effin? Do you think Effin should be on? The way it's spelled is E-F-F-I-N. Why not? Exactly. What's their Effin problem? <laughs> no, but it, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's, 
I'm sure there's some other names that sound a little bit, you know, off anyway. But I mean, you can't you, you can't do anything with. It's not like a spam. It's not like it's a. That's the thing. I mean, it's it. I don't know. I guess um, they're they're afraid of you know, having to actually get out an atlas and determine whether or not it's true or not. It's a short um, joke. It's just a joke that's going to go away like in a minute. Really, it's really nothing that big. I, I just think it's part of this the, the greater worldwide plot to keep the, keep us Irish down. And uh, <laughs> so, and, and on that point, this would be a good point to note that today is Larry Bird's birthday um, for you um, Celtics of the United States origin. But um, 55 today. 55, wow. Oh, there was also one thing. I know we've been kind of, we mentioned, you know, we've been kind of uh, mentioning certain things that are happening. Yes. Colonel Potter from MASH died today. Really? Harry Morgan. God, he was 96. What was the actor's name? Harry Morgan's his name. God, he was, I mean, he was old then. <laughs> 96 years old. Wow. Amazing. He was a, a veteran character actor. Even before yeah. MASH, you saw him Dragnet. in everything. And uh, so, wow, hats off to him. He had a great career. And uh, and yeah, he probably did great in radio. He had that, a great voice. He had a long television career. I mean, God. It was also in Dragnet. He was... Oh, uh, that's right. Friday's yeah. uh, sidekick right there. Dun, 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 dun. Wow. Um, it's interesting. I saw, it's, you see some of the old guys. I saw James Whitmore at, at some event, and you know he's still acting. Ed Asner, you know, he's like in his 80s, and they're still going. It's amazing when you see these actors still going at such a late age. And, and it's great. I mean, obviously, you know, it keeps them alive, and they enjoy it very much. Um, but, Wow. Um, Harry Morgan had a great career. That's, there's no doubt to that. Um, it's kind of fitting to bring up Hollywood because one thing that we've covered a lot this year has been the, the Wright Haven saga. And for those of you who have some who are maybe loosely acquainted or unacquainted, um, Wright Haven was a group founded, f- created by um, a group of newspapers in, um, primarily in Las Vegas, in Nevada, and Colorado um, to go, go after and sue blogs and other groups for alleged copyright infringements, often of very minor forms, um, you know, quoting a couple of passages from an article. And, um, and it turned out to be a huge fiasco. What at first was a, um, a, an immediate success for them in terms of one shooting a, a shot across the bow and scaring the blogosphere, um, became a disaster when it found out that Wright Haven didn't have the rights to sue. And so, um, right, with all the monies that they've since collected in settlements, they're now paying out in terms of sanctions and attorney's fees. But the um, Recording Industry Association and some other content provider groups um, from Hollywood um, may actually step in and try to intervene in some of the appeals affecting Wright Haven. And uh, it's just, uh, it shows a certain... Um, political denseness and tone deafness that that is just astounding um, and uh, and quite unfortunate. Um, so uh, we're going to see how that develops. Um, the uh, the lawyer involved of um, in leading the fight against Wright Haven and and the uh, the Hollywood intervention. It's a guy named Mark Rendaza who actually has a blog, Legal Satiricon, which is among the um, ABA blog. That's B L A W G or 
um, as someone from Boston would say, blog in general, and uh, which lists uh, the, the top 100 blogs in um, the, the legal blogosphere. And Mark has one up there. Um, as does the not so private parts, as you may. Uh, we had uh, Kashmir Hill from Forbes. Her, her blog was also included, um, but there was a, a notable uh, exclusion um, in Cyber Report. But I guess we'll get them next year. Um, very briefly, in the time we have, um, just kind of a remembrance of the the contributions of the people of World War II era. Um, it's just astounding when you think about the um, the degree this, this, this nation responded. Um, it's just, if you haven't talked to anyone from that generation, you really should. Um, I mean, if you think about it, um, they had in World War II, 16 million people served in the war effort. And that doesn't include all the people that worked at home. Um, that's more than, that's roughly about the amount of people who served in Korea, Vietnam, and the Gulf War together. Um, and, and we had over, um, there were, 291,000 deaths, and it's, which again is a roughly um, half of all deaths um, up to the Gulf War, including actually the first Gulf War that the United States incurred. So it was just, it was just a brutal war, a long effort, a lot of sacrifice was made both abroad and at home. And, um, you know, and the nation came out strong. And um, I, I recently saw Tom Brokaw, and uh, a woman thanked her for the book because it allowed, um, up until then, her father had never spoken about the war. And so um, the, this great generation is, is passing us. Um, their average age is in their eight, the mid-80s, and we lose about um, 800 a day. And um, then we won't be here very much longer. We recently lost the last World War I veteran. So talk to if you if you know any of them or you come across them, talk to them. They have incredible stories to tell. Um, but you also learn about a nation that at one point actually used to sacrifice and that actually pulled together and um, did things when they were challenged. And, um, and then they came back and they rebuilt the country and made us what we are today. Um, so um, they were a great example for us. And um, I'm, I'm proud that my father was one of them. And um, he flew um, over 20 combat missions in Europe and um, luckily came home safe to um, unleash a, a menace of, of seven Kelly kids. <laughs> but um, any event... Um, we remember this um, Pearl Harbor, and um, when the future, we'll talk about preventing cyber Pearl Harbors, but we don't have any time today. But I want to thank you all for um, joining us today. I want to thank you for your comments in the chat room. They were very instructive, and I actually made up the question about slippers. But I um, hope you'll join us next week. We're going to be talking a little bit about the online piracy bill, and we'll have more on these other issues as well. Um, take a if you're following the affiliate issue, um, you know contact your member of Congress and let them know how you feel. And uh, but this is Bennett Kelly um, with uh, Internet Law Center in Santa Monica, and um, hope you'll join us next week when we have Cyber Law and Business Report right here on WebmasterRadio.fm, and you can also download the podcast from Webmaster Radio or iTunes, and then you can share it with all your friends. In fact, it probably is a great Christmas gift. Um, but in any event, this is Bennett Kelly. Thank you for joining us. Kate Court is adjourned, and look forward to seeing you next week. Till then.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.